Hey folks, and welcome to the Mind, Body, Soul podcast. So today I'm going to be discussing with you what I believe to be the neglected pillar when it comes to getting towards peak performance in your own life. And I believe that's sleep. There is a whole wealth of resources out there when it comes to nutrition and exercise. And I feel like people will reach for these first and look at sleep as an afterthought. And so I'm going to just run a quick podcast with you on this topic. And it's actually where I begin on my course, The Peak Performance Code, because it is such a forgotten pillar and it has a knock-on effect on all the rest of it. Reason being that when we are lacking in sleep, we make poor decisions when it comes to the rest of it. We make more errors at work. We try to multitask more, which can result in more errors. We make poor decisions around food. And again, and that can just be from just one night's poor sleep the following day. Now, it's the chronic lack of sleep can result in, in other things. So that could be testicles. No, I don't have Tourette's. But uh, that men actually who are chronically suffering from a lack of sleep will have smaller testicles uh, than men that are getting a good and a, a substantial night's sleep and also could end up having testosterone levels of men 10 years their senior. And it's also been seen um, a chronic lack of sleep to have similar um, impairments of the female reproductive system. So maybe some good news. So what I want to mention is a study out of Stanford University where they split the basketball team up into two groups and they got 11 players and put them on an increased sleep regimen. So they were getting 8.5 hours sleep versus the rest of the team that were getting 6.5 hours on average for a five-week period. They tested them on some metrics at the beginning and at the end of the study. So things like three-point shooting, free throws, and their 82-meter sprint time. So why 82 meters? I know it's quite specific. So it was actually their, their half court and back and their full court and back. So the results were amazing because, the okay, unsurprisingly, the group that just kept their usual sleep routine on average 6.5 hours, there was no big change. But the group that were getting two hours extra ended up having a 9% increase or slightly more when it came to their free throws and their three-point shots. And they managed to shave 0.5 seconds off that 82-meter sprint time. And anyone who has sprinted over that distance will know that that is significant. So can you imagine, even if you're not an athlete, but in terms of your everyday mental firepower, just what that bit extra sleep could do for you? And the great thing also is that we can... If we're in a situation where sleep longevity is an absolute luxury that may not happen for, for a while until kids are more grown up or whatever it is, you can also look to improve on your sleep quality. So what I want to do is I actually want to go through a poem, a lovely poem. I'm slightly biased because I am, in fact, the author's son, but I'm going to read you a lovely poem about sleep now. The importance of sleep. Long hours, short sleep, discord. Long hours suggest you're working hard. Short sleep suggests you're under 
Please, please, please have more regard for sleep and its patterns, a vital safeguard. Balance is the way to go. Work, leisure, nutrition and sleep. So many benefits you can reap. Bright-eyed and fresh, ready for action, ready for graft, ready for difficulty. Enjoy your craft. Craft is skill of body and soul, calm and rested, it's in control. You then can master your everyday, weaving and flowing with life's array. Sleep deprivation catches up with us all. It snatches, it scratches. We grow tetchy and fall. It's just that we're human, far from machine. Sleep is the energy that feeds our life stream. It soothes and relaxes, cleanses, redeems. Sleep is an act of much needed rest. Time to refuel, time that invests. Never miss, invest each day. A much needed balance for work, rest and play. By Ursula Trainer. Hope you enjoyed that. So I'm going to just go through and this will just be a quick podcast because I don't, there's, I've got a whole module dedicated to this, but I want to give you some juicy stuff and give you some, some good little takeaways here just in, in this short podcast, which I want to keep under 20 minutes. So a couple of tips around things that I've been shown through research actually improve your sleep that you can do during the day. And surprise, surprise, exercise is number one. Because while it often has the benefit of being energy giving right after you've done it, when we want to be tired later in the day, it will also have that effect. So I have done over 20 kilometers running today. So I'm hoping that will kick in because I'm not always the best sleeper myself, despite the fact I know a lot of the theory around getting good sleep and trying to get to sleep fast. And that word trying is actually something that is quite important. And I'm going to mention that because it's a bit counterproductive when it comes to when you're in bed looking to not off. Um, so exercise is number one. Sunlight's another one. So access to sunlight. And in fact, it was shown in a study that people who had desks beside a window versus those that were not getting sunlight at their desks actually uh, got on average, 43 minutes more sleep in the evening. So sunlight's a big one. And just, again, if you don't have that access to sunlight, then it's a good idea to try and get out at lunchtime. During these COVID times, there's obviously good benefits to that just in terms of, you know, um, clearing any mental fog as well that might be from just feeling a little bit cooped up. Um, so yeah, that was that's number two. And then number three is nutrition. And that probably won't come as a surprise either, but they, in, in a study, they got two groups, they split them up and one group was told they could eat what they wanted. And so they were inclined to go for more sugary, higher processed and fatty things. Whereas another group was given a nutrition plan and told to follow it that was higher in fiber and protein. And they on average got to sleep in 17 minutes which was 12 minutes quicker than the group that were allowed to eat what they wanted, who got to sleep on average in 29 minutes. So then I suppose you'd need to look at, are you leaving work on time? That's another massive one. You know, a lot of people will send off those three emails that can wait to tomorrow morning. So I really recommend a go home from work alarm. If you plan on going home from telework, that might be now just going from your, your office um, into maybe, you know, into whatever your little arrive at home routine is. Maybe it's having a shower or getting changed into a pair of fat man pants or doing a yoga stretch or giving your kids a hug, whatever it is. 
but yeah, the 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 wrap up work alarm is huge because it encourages us to just take a bit of perspective and realize what can wait till tomorrow. Like, do I need to spend this extra half an hour? And that is going to ultimately put everything back in the evening, meaning you get to sleep later as well. Then a big one that actually equates to, I believe, 23 working days if you're doing it for half an hour per evening, and that is perusing your Facebook news feed. So that's a bit scary when you think about that like that. So what are some activities that you could cut from your evening that could enable you to get to bed a little bit earlier if that's what you're looking to do? So moving from there to sleep quality, a couple of things to bear in mind with your sleep quality are um, you want it to be like a cave. So a cool dark place and quiet. So they're the three factors you want to keep in mind. You can do that obviously by trying to manage certain things like that. Some people wear earplugs. Some people might have, you know, these, uh, what are they called? Like double glazed windows. Um, Some people wear face masks, blackout blinds, uh, have their temperature in and around 18 degrees Celsius, you know, investing in, in some, I suppose, electric blanket, maybe when for those more winter months. Luckily, we're coming out of that now. Uh, having, you know, good attire for going to sleep in your PJs. So they're light or light or a bit more snug, depending on the season, etc. So there are a couple of things you can do to improve your sleep quality. And that can also have a big impact. The other one is there's a couple of things around, you know, alcohol intake in the evening if you're one who likes a couple of glasses of wine usually a, a three hour plus one hour rule is good so if you want to be in bed by 10 and you're going to have a glass of wine try and have it before seven if you're going to have two glasses of, of wine then i would st- try and start the drinking uh, before six and space it out with a glass of water the thing about alcohol to bear in mind is that while it may induce sleep quicker your sleep quality isn't as good and it, the same with um, with sleep medication as well. So if at all possible, try some other techniques before you um, revert to that. Then when you actually get into bed, a couple of little things to, to bear in mind. Actually, a, re- a research from Glasgow University showed that there was two groups. One was told to actually try and stay awake and the other was told to try and fall asleep. And the group that fell asleep quickest was the one that was trying to stay awake. So that comes back to my thing earlier about trying to go to sleep. It's it's counterproductive, you know. So there has to be some kind of maybe an element of letting go of control and just almost seeing it more as, as restful time when you're in bed. Um, as opposed to I have to be asleep because we all know that pressure or the pressure of looking at the clock and what that can put on you. So that's always a good idea. And then just to finish up a couple of little tips around what you could think about. So there was research also done on this where they took a group of people who struggled with sleep. So they were put into three groups. The one of the groups was told to keep their usual routine. They took on average about an hour to get to sleep. Another group is told to focus on not allowing worrying thoughts into their minds. And um, and the third group was told to actually think or reminisce about something positive, whether it be a day at the beach or an outing to the cinema, and to think, you know, about the the sort of the minutiae of the details, like how did the wind feel on your face? 
uh, the sound of the the ocean coming washing in, and they actually were the quickest to get to sleep. They got to sleep in twenty minutes, and the group that were focused on not allowing worrying thoughts in and keeping away from them took forty minutes. So hopefully this gives you a little bit of food for thought when it comes to your sleep routine. It also gave me a good opportunity to use this um, nice new bit of equipment I've got here, my new speaker. So I'm grateful for that. And just based on the feedback, I might get a couple of these little podcasts up and going myself to talk to you about some elements of what I believe contribute to, to mind, body and soul, healthy mind, body and soul. And hope you've enjoyed uh, just bear in mind that this is module one, actually, Peaceful and Restorative Sleep on my Peak Performance Code course. So if you're interested in finding out a bit more about the course or organizing a tour of the course with me, we could by all means do that. I would be happy to do that with you. And other than that, I hope wherever you are in the world, you're looking after yourself and the people around you. Ciao, ciao.